Hey everyone, this is Brandon Shields. Today is Wednesday, June the 10th, and I want to welcome you to another episode of our podcast designed to help you practice the way of Jesus in a time of global pandemic, and also now a time of great social unrest across our nation. I want to start our time today um, in Psalm 31. And so hear these words from David. He says, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Today, we want to continue to explore this phrase by the great writer, um, spiritual writer and author, Henry Nouwen, uh, what it looks like to to be a contemplative activist, one who has a commitment to a deep interior life and communion with God, and also a, a commitment to deep engagement with the world, bearing witness to the kingdom of God and, and God's love in the world. Um, and so we're looking at these contemplative practices, some of the core practices, solitude and silence and Sabbath that help sustain a, a vigorous life in the world. And today I want to look at uh, this idea of Sabbath. Uh, there's an interesting book that came out several years ago by a guy named Garrett Kaiser called The Unwanted Sound of Nearly Everything You Want. And in this book, he kind of, he talks about and unpacks the history of noise and what he calls loud America. And one of the things that he notes in his study is that as America has become more urbanized and more developed as a country over the last several centuries, that it has become increasingly noisier and louder. And he, and he talks about um, the relationship and the correlation between noise and all kinds of um, negative things. Um, it's been linked to heart disease and high blood pressure and low birth weight and gastrointestinal disorders and headaches and fatigue and insomnia. Basically everything, every known byproduct of stress has some link to um, noise. It's even been shown to have a negative impact on people's morality. And, um, and so, you know, we, we live in a time where it's very noisy, right? Like um, noisy from a, just I'm like I said, in my neighborhood, uh, in a dense urban environment, you've got cars driving by, you've got helicopters flying over. Right now we've got protests that are breaking out across the country, uh, and rightly so, as we, as we uh, kind of reckon with as a country, um, injustices that are happening uh, to people of color. Um, you've got ambulances driving by, police cars driving by, the sounds of construction outside of our own church as a new multifamily housing unit goes up here uh, over the next several months. It is, it is noisy just culturally. Um, it's noisy interpersonally, right? We live in a time where um, uh, people can be overly talkative, right? We live in a society that's very extroverted, I think, in the West. A lot of people have noted that we live in a society dominated by extroverts, and I am one of those. And we tend to value sharing and talking uh, sometimes too much. Um, one of our deformed ways of, of talking is just being overly talkative, and that can lead to all kinds of negative effects um, and really doesn't teach us to listen well. Um, and so... You know, it's it's really important for us to embrace this idea of of silence. David talks here about in the psalm just being like a weaned child who's quiet, who's who's quiet not only externally but 
internally. You see, that's, that's the one we don't often think about is internally we have this churn. We have so much noise happening inside of us. Our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our imagination just running on overdrive, especially in times like this where there's so much stress and there's so much stimuli. Um, I find myself just, my inner world is very noisy, very clangy, very clunky and full of lots of activity and busyness. And it can be hard for us to carve out space for silence. Like there's even an irony of doing this podcast. I'm talking about silence using lots of words. Silence basically, if I were to give it a definition, is essentially uh, closing off our souls from sounds, whether noise or music or words, so that we may um, still the kind of inner chatter and clatter of our noisy hearts and be increasingly attentive to God's spirit to listen. Like it's not, the goal is not just to be quiet. It's also to listen to the voice of God. I love that quote by Blaise Pascal where he says, all the unhappiness of men arises from one single fact that they cannot stay quietly in their own room. Think about how many regrets that we have, how many things that we wish we could do over because we couldn't stay quietly in our own rooms. And so silence is a, is a core practice to the contemplative life. It has been embraced by, um, I think it's embraced by followers of Jesus. You see this in the scriptures. Um, again, Jesus got away and he was quiet. He was silent and he listened for the voice of his father in solitude and silence. We see this in the life of Elijah and some of the prophets, Moses. We see this in the early desert fathers who retreated from the noisiness of city life and urban life to retreat to the desert. Desert fathers and mothers, they came to be known. They really valued silence. And and there were three main uh, kind of goals of silence for uh, the, the desert fathers. And we can learn a lot from them. They they lived in the desert in the time of, you know, third and fourth and fifth century. Out of this kind of grew the monastic movement, but they, they valued silence. It was something that really was important to their um, their their spiritual formation. Three things that they often talked about when it came to silence. One is that silence um, is like a pilgrimage. It makes us like pilgrims. To be on pilgrimage, one uh, author said, is to be silent. They thought that silence was the best way to anticipate and to prepare ourselves for the future world, mainly because it keeps us from sinning, right? Like um, I think about the book of Proverbs where um, Solomon says, a flood of words is never without its faults or where, there, where words are many, sin is not absent. Speaking is dangerous. Speaking uh, can lead us uh, to gossip. It can lead us to slander. It can lead us just to get overly concerned with the trivialities of the world. And that's why James in the New Testament writes, the only man who could reach perfection would be someone who never said anything wrong, who could control every part of himself and particularly his tongue. Speaking gets us involved in the affairs of daily life, oftentimes in ways that are not helpful. You think about some of your longer conversations where you go on and on and on and you're analyzing and talking and it can just lead you to a place of just kind of numbness or being bogged down. And so silence creates space for us to um, to be more like strangers and aliens in this world rather than citizens. Um, the second thing that they talked about um, is that silence helps guard the fire within. It helps guard the heat of the spirit within us. 
Um, it helps tend the fire of God and keep it alive in us. They would often use this example of a steam bath, right? Like if you open the door to a steam bath, all the heat escapes out the door. And they say they would say, likewise, the soul in its desire to say many things um, uh, often opens the door of speech and, um, and it, it kind of pours out the heat of the spirit. And so silence kind of guards uh, things like wisdom. Silence guards the intensity of prayer. And, um, and so it, it's really a, a, a discipline for us to consider to guard the heat of what the spirit is speaking in us, um, our thoughts, our feelings, um, our imagination, our memories. The, the soul is stirred through silence. Silence intensifies the work of God within us and uh, allows the spirit to give birth to um, insights and uh, conviction and truth and reality. And then ultimately, it helps to renew our words. Silence teaches us to speak. A word with power is a word that comes out of silence. That comes from Henry Nouwen. The most powerful words are those that come from deep reflection and deep places of the spirit. And so um, when we are present with God and we are experiencing the fullness of God, the words that come out of our mouths tend to be more powerful. They may be fewer words, but they tend to be more powerful words. And so I want to encourage you to think about embracing this discipline of silence and maybe just creating some space for silence. It could, look, it could start with just something as simple as silent prayer right in the morning, where in the words of, of Samuel, you say something along the lines of it in your morning prayer time. You just stop and you're silent before God and you just say, hey, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And you just kind of repeat that as you breathe in and you breathe out quietly and silently. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. It could look like carving out some time throughout the day to just be silent, um, to not speak words. Or if you are engaged in conversation in your workplace or with your family, just take some time to listen and, and not be the one that speaks, not be the one that leads out in conversation, but just listens and ask good questions or just is completely silent. Maybe you have, if you have kids at home, you institute a quiet time throughout the day of 10 or 15 or 30 minutes where people are, are quiet and still or before bedtime. You just have some space to be silent. Maybe you go on a silent retreat and you take a couple of hours or you take a day even and you just have uh, a time for silence. I had the opportunity to do that a few months ago and it was fantastic. It was awesome just to be able to be quiet and to be still before God. Uh, my point is silence renews our words and we deeply need silence in a world that is so noisy, using so many words, just a torrent of words pouring out of us uh, through uh, the digital space and social media and the news cycles and just in our own hearts, we need the discipline of silence. And so take some time today and just ask God to quiet your soul like a weaned child to quiet your soul and to help you step into this practice of silence and silent prayer and being silent before God. I want to pray this prayer over us that comes from uh, one of my favorite books on spiritual uh, practices called Practices of Love. He has this simple little prayer of silence. And I want to pray this over you as we conclude our time here today. Father, we are grateful for mouths, tongues, and throats to utter, babble, speak, shout, and sing. And we are grateful for our hands, arms, and bodies that we also use to communicate with others. 
We are grateful that we can communicate with others to share advice, encouragement, and warnings. Yet we acknowledge that we frequently use these devices for our own glory and to our neighbor's grief. Jesus, redeem our gift of talking and speaking so that our words can bring healing and harmony to the world. May our words build up your kingdom and invite your reign. Spirit, guide us to choose our words wisely. Help us discern what is appropriate to silence ourselves so that others may speak and we may listen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace and peace to you as you go throughout the rest of your day.